0: Well, it's a remarkable weekend, isn't it? Platinum Jubilee, quite a celebration. And this morning really is a celebration. We're remembering our Queen and we're very thankful for her and all that she's done for so many years. And we're also this morning going to lift our eyes higher as well to the King of Kings and the King of Queens. And we're going to give thanks to God for giving her to us and for helping her to do so much of what she's Done Helped her in so many ways. As part of our service this morning, uh, we've got readings, we've got some songs, uh, and our pastor John as well is going to uh, share a message with us a bit later in the service, and the title of that is The Queen Meets the King. The Queen Meets the King. So we're looking forward to that a bit later. I'm going to start by reading a, a few verses that were read at the Thanksgiving service on Friday. And this is from 1 Chronicles chapter 16, verses 8 to 13. This is what it says. O give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the peoples. Sing to him. Sing praises to him. Tell of all his wondrous works. Glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his presence continually. Remember the wondrous works that he has done. His miracles and the judgments he uttered. O offspring of Israel, his servant. Sons of Jacob, his chosen ones. Well, we're going to stand uh, in a moment and sing. uh, Praise my soul, the king of heaven. It's uh, a song of thanks to God and praise to the king. Uh, So let's, when the music starts we'll stand and let's sing together. Well, after this service, we do have a picnic. I expect uh, many of you know that. Um, Just to reassure you, the plan is to eat inside. So if you're panicking, don't worry. We'll uh, be eating inside. Many of you will have bought food. Uh, Some of you may have even bought your marmalade sandwiches and your handbags. Who knows? Uh, Puddings are provided um, but if you don't have food, if you haven't got a picnic, you can either come and uh, just have puddings, uh, but also there is some extra food being bought. So if you'd like to stay and you haven't got a picnic, please do feel free to stay. We'd love to see you there. Um, come and join us in the hall afterwards. Enjoy some food, enjoy some friendship and chat, and it'll be really good to see you there. So it'd be lovely if you can stay. It'd be good to have a good number of us there. Uh, just a couple of other things. There are some books. On the table outside, or there should be, um, there's a children's book here. And there's also another book here called Our Faithful Queen. Uh, They are free to take. Um, This one will be handed out to all those involved in First Tuesday this Tuesday. So if you're involved in First Tuesday at all, if you can please not take one, that'd be great. Um, But everyone else, it's first come, first serve. Um, So you might want to dash at the end. Um, So those two books... Be on the table outside, so please do help yourself. Uh, Just one other quick announcement, uh, just the men's barbecue, which is coming up on uh, this Friday. There's been a lot of interest, but very few men have actually signed up. Um, So basically, please do sign up. Um, I know a good number actually want to go, but we're just a bit rubbish at actually signing up. So uh, if you can sign up by tonight, that would be really helpful for those sorting the food. Um, So you can do that, I think, online or speak to Peter Turner, Pete Dinage, or John Fuller, any of those three. Um, But please do that by tonight if you're hoping to go. Right, we're going to pray, um, and then after uh, I've prayed, there'll be a, a children's talk, so if there are any children, primary school children, that would like to come up the front for the children's talk, they'd be very welcome to. But before that, let's let's bow our heads and pray. Lord God, we thank you that we can pray to you this morning. Lord, it is such a privilege And I pray, Lord, that we would have a sense of that, Lord, as we pray to you now. Lord, many of us feel like we know the Queen quite well, and yet, Lord, we cannot just go and speak to her, and she doesn't really know us. But Lord, we thank you that we can pray to you now, Lord, that we can speak to you, and we thank you that you do know us. Lord, we thank you that you are God, and we can freely speak to you, and we thank you for that. We thank you for Jesus, who has enabled us to speak to you freely. And Lord, we come in thanks this morning, Lord, especially remembering uh, our gracious Queen, Lord, the the Queen that we sing about in the national anthem, Lord, God save our gracious Queen. Lord, we pray that she would reign for many years and, oh Lord, how you have answered that prayer. And we thank you for it. We thank you for hearing and answering that prayer. Lord, we thank you for the Queen. Lord, so many words have been used in the last few days to describe her and to describe her work. Words like faithful, service. Or servant-hearted. Patient. Humorous. Talked about her as an example. Devoted. Humble. Courageous. Lord, we thank you for her. We thank you for the stability that she has given this country for so many, many years. Lord, for many of us... She's the only queen or king we've ever known. And Lord, we thank you for her words. Lord, we thank you especially for some of her Christmas messages, where she so often speaks of Jesus. Thank you for the way that she chooses to speak about Jesus, and she points us to him. And Lord, we thank you for her service. For the duties that she's carried out. Lord, even at this age, Lord, it is remarkable that she is still uh, out there working, still serving. Lord, we thank you that we heard yesterday that it was uh, her people, us, that gets her out of bed in the morning. Lord, that she is devoted. She wants to serve. And Lord, we thank you for helping her to do that. And Lord, we thank you, Lord, that she points to you, Lord, as the servant king. Lord, you are the one who is even more glorious. Lord, you are the king of kings and the king of queens. And yet, Lord, you came to serve. You are so servant-hearted. Lord, you came and you washed people's feet. Uh, A horrible job that the servants did. And Lord, more than that, Lord, you died for us. You died as a criminal in excruciating pain and death to make a way for us to know you. To make a way that we can be right with you. And we thank you for that. Lord Jesus, you said that there is no greater love than to lay down your life for your friends. And Lord, you did that. In fact, Lord, you died for those who didn't even love you. You died for those who ran away from you. Lord, it, the ultimate sacrifice, the ultimate uh, act of service. And Lord, I thank you that through your death, through your service, Lord, we can not only be forgiven, uh, but we can become children of God. Lord, we can become princes of the King of Kings. And Lord, I thank you for that. So Lord, we thank you for your goodness to us. We thank you for the Queen and for all that she means to so many of us and for all that she's done. And we thank you for her words about you and how often she points towards you. And I pray, Lord, that we would praise you and thank you this morning. In Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to have a children's talk now. So if there's any children that would like to come up the front, you're more than welcome. Don't feel you have to. Crowns as well. Wow okay now on the wall there's a big date can anyone tell me what you think this might be Annie thinks you know straight away what do you think and don't say my birthday what do you think go on then Annie what do you think Queen's the Queen's birthday wow that's a long time ago isn't it so the Queen was born on April the 21st she wasn't born in 2026 <laughs> Is that why you didn't get it? That was uh, me typing fast this morning. Yeah, should we go 1926? Yeah, that's, uh, right. Okay, what about this one? Oh, I've done better with this one. Can anyone tell with this one? I've given a slight clue. Can anyone tell? What do you think? The day she got crowned queen. Yeah, look at some of you with your crowns. Yeah, the queen was crowned with a proper crown as queen on this date now does anyone know about this date this date it does involve the Queen but maybe not at first I think 1966 it's quite a famous date we've been waiting a long time it happened in 1966 and we've been waiting for it to happen again since then can anyone know yeah go on, right at the back England won the World Cup. Yes. Yeah, spot on. England won the World Cup. There you go. We we won the World Cup. That was a long time ago. Many of us here have never seen England win the World Cup. It's been a long time. And this man in the middle was called Bobby Moore and he was the captain and he there he is lifting the World Cup. And you know one of the uh one of the great things about winning the World Cup was that you got to go and shake hands with the queen after So you had to walk up the steps and you'd shake hands with the Queen. And someone said to Bobby Moore once, that must have been the proudest moment of your life. That must have been such a a feel-good moment, shaking hands with the Queen. Do you know what he said? He said, actually, it wasn't. Do you know why? Because he'd just been playing a football match and he was all sweaty and he was all muddy and grubby. And you know, when he got to the Queen the queen had this lovely mustard yellow dress on and she had these pristine white gloves on and she looked immaculate as the queen and there's him going up and he's all grubby and dirty and sweaty and horrible and he's thinking I've got to shake hands with her and as he's going up he's like trying to clean his hands and you can see him there's video of him washing well trying to kind of clean his hands on the side just before he shakes hands with the queen because as he's as he's got to the queen, suddenly all the glory has faded and he's suddenly thinking, oh, I'm not sure I, I feel ready to meet the queen. Now, this story reminded me of a story in the Bible where there's a man called Isaiah and he has a vision and he sees God. And there's all these spiritual beings, these angels or type creatures, and they are worshipping God. And this is what they're saying. Because someone read that actually for me? Yeah, go on then. Yeah, his glory fills the whole earth. And as Isaiah, as Isaiah sees this, he thinks, there is no way that I deserve to be in front of God. He says, I'm going to be destroyed. God is so holy. I'm not good enough. He feels a bit like Bobby Moore with the Queen. I can't, I can't meet God. He's too holy. But you know, God does something very special. In the vision, there's a, an altar with some coals on it. Maybe you've seen a fire with some red-hot coals on it. And in the vision, God picks up, or one of the angels picks up, one of these coals and touches it on Isaiah's lips. It's a bit strange, isn't it? Don't ever do that. <laughs> it's very dangerous. But this is what is said to Isaiah. Look, your guilt is taken away because this hot coal has touched your lips. Your sin is taken away. So Isaiah, he was before God and he thought, there's no way I can be before God. I've done too many wrong things. I'm not good enough for God. There's no way I can stand in God's presence. But God made him good enough. And you know, that's what Jesus does for us. We're not good enough to be in God's presence. But Jesus touches us and makes us good enough for him. It's the only way that we can be good enough to meet the King of Kings. So, that's the story about the Queen, and it's a story about the King of Kings, and hopefully you can remember it. Okay, thank you very much. Off you go. Well, we're going to sing another song now, uh, Lord for the Years. It's a song of thanks to God, and it's a song that asks for God's help to live for him. Uh, This is verse 3. It says, Lord for our land, in this our generation, spirits oppressed by pleasure, wealth and care, for young and old, for commonwealth and nation, Lord of our land, be pleased to hear our prayer. Let's stand and sing. now going to read a section from the Old Testament of the Bible that John is going to be speaking on later. Uh, So this is 1 Kings chapter 10 verses 1 to 10 and it's on the screen. 1 Kings 10 verses 1 to 10 and it says this, now when the Queen of Sheba heard of the fame of Solomon concerning the name of the Lord she came to test him with hard questions She came to Jerusalem with a very great retinue, with camels bearing spices and very much gold and precious stones. And when she came to Solomon, she told him all that was on her mind. And Solomon answered all her questions. There was nothing hidden from the king that he could not explain to her. And when the Queen of Sheba had seen all the wisdom of Solomon, the house that he had built, the food of his table the seating of his officials and the attendance of his servants, their clothing, his cupbearers and his burnt offerings that he offered at the house of the Lord. There was no more breath in her. And she said to the king, The report was true that I heard in my own land of your words and of your wisdom. But I did not believe the reports until I came and my own eyes had seen it. And behold, the half was not told me. Your wisdom and prosperity surpassed the report that I heard. Happy are your men. Happy are your servants who continually stand before you and hear your wisdom. Blessed be the Lord your God who is delighted in you and set you on the throne of Israel. Because the Lord loved Israel forever, he has made you king that you may execute justice and righteousness. Then she gave the king 120 talents of gold and a very great quantity of spices and precious stones. Never again came such an abundant of spices as these that the Queen of Sheba gave to King Solomon. So we're looking forward to our Pastor John explaining a bit more about that in his message shortly. But before that, we're going to sing again, From Heaven You Came, Helpless Babe. And this song really is about uh, the king who uh, really is the servant so let's uh, stand and sing and then John will come and speak to us
1: Well, my uh, message this morning very much has the Jubilee in mind, it has uh, the Queen in mind uh, with this extraordinary weekend that we have reached as a nation. But although the Queen is in mind, uh, we look even more above her to think as we've been reminded of a greater monarch, the King of Kings. And maybe you want to give thanks uh, for her, for our Queen this morning, well I hope the little talk will help you in that. And uh, maybe you're aware of uh, the responsibility you have to a greater monarch. Well, I hope that might be sharpened too in our little time this morning. Well, our title is The Queen Meets the King. The Queen Meets the King. And our start point is the Bible account that we had read for us. And in that we have a queen, and we have a king. The queen is a queen from the Arabian area. You may not have heard of her. She is the queen of Sheba. Our king is a better known king, although an ancient king. His name is Solomon, known for his wisdom. And that queen hears the reports of Solomon and she is eager to visit Solomon. She wants to see him, she wants to hear him, she wants to find out for herself about this great king Solomon. And in thinking about this account that we had read, I really want to pick out two points about her and what she does and there are spin-offs for us to think about for ourselves this morning. Well here's the first point. The queen admires a good royal. The queen admires a good royal. So she goes and she finds the whole experience of meeting this King Solomon breathtaking. It says at the end of verse 5 in 1 Kings 10, there was no more breath in her. Well, royals uh, in their majesty can be deeply impressive, can't they? Uh, perhaps you saw, did some of you see the, the program about the crown jewels Friday night? And you can't help by, by being struck by their sparkling beauty and impressiveness. Well, the Queen of Sheba is, is taken by the majesty and the royalty of, of Solomon and all that is around him. His clothes, his servants, his food but she's deeply impressed by other things as well. She's impressed by the wisdom of this king. He seems to answer all of her questions, even the deep questions of her heart that she asks him. She's impressed by his devotion to God. She's impressed by the righteousness and the justice of his reign. She's impressed by how happy his people seem to be. Let me read verses 4 to 8 again, and you'll see it. And when the queen of Sheba had seen all the wisdom of Solomon, the house that he had built, the food of his table, the seating of his officials, the attendance of his servants, their clothing, his cupbearers, and his burnt offerings that he offered to the house of the Lord, there was no more breath in her. And she said to the king, "'The report was true that I heard in my own land of your words and of your wisdom.' But I did not believe the reports until I came, and my own eyes have seen it. And behold, the half-knot was not told me. Your wisdom and prosperity surpass the report that I'd heard. Happy are your men. Happy are your servants who continually stand before you and hear your wisdom. She knows a good royal when she sees one. She knows a good royal when she sees one. And she knows that that is a gift from God. What does she do with all that she has thought and observed? Verse 9. Blessed be the Lord your God, who has delighted in you and set you on the throne of Israel. God is to be praised for his gift in giving a good monarch. That is what she's saying. Well, the UK and the Commonwealth is not Israel. And our monarchs are not the same as Bible monarchs For some of the background there is for them. But it is right to notice a good royal when we have one. And it is right to give God thanks for a good royal when we have one. Another part of the Bible, 1 Timothy 2, says there should be thanksgivings for those who are kings, and who are in high position. And that's easier for some than others, but we have a lot to give thanks for. So it's right for us to admire a good royal. Think of her commitment at age 21. We have a a clip that's going to show something of what she said. She's much younger. The, The clip is obviously older. Her language is very... Queenie in its accent, but think of how impressive this was at the start, or just before the start.
2: I should like to make that dedication now. It is very simple. I declare before you all that my whole life, whether it be long or short, shall be devoted to your service and to the service of our great imperial family to which we all belong. But I shall not have strength to carry out this resolution alone, unless you join in it with me, as I now invite you to do. I know that your support will be unfailingly given. God help me to make good my vow, and God bless all of you who are willing to share in it. I should
1: What a commitment. And a commitment that she sought to follow through many decades and a commitment that she's looked to God for help and thankful that God has helped her as she's gone forward we give thanks for that sort of commitment we give thanks for her conduct Uh, the writer and broadcaster Andrew Marr Says of her, there is no reliable recorded incidence of the Queen losing her temper, using bad language or refusing to carry out a duty expected of her. Well, no doubt she's made her mistakes and she's a sinner like all of us, but she's been a tremendous example. She's highly regarded as well for her wisdom and her character, both at home and abroad. And there seems to me, I think you would agree, that there is a general uh, contentedness amongst her people for her reign. She is universally respected. So a queen who has in so many ways been faithful, exemplary, wise, righteous, servant-hearted, godly has been a blessing for our nation and for so many years, for so many decades. I think it's more than our nation has deserved. It's good for us to give thanks to God for a good royal when we've had one and have one. But there's a second thing that we come out of this Bible passage of the, the Queen of Sheba. Uh, This queen, the Queen of Sheba, teaches us a good lesson, teaches us a good lesson. The Bible's not done uh, with this lady when uh, Solomon disappears. Um, Jesus uh, mentions her a a thousand years later and he calls her the Queen of the South. Maybe you've heard of this Scottish football team, Queen of the South, named after this person. They've been quite proud in their anthem that they've got a, a Bible name as a team. comes from here, Queen of the South, this lady. And here's where it comes when Jesus is teaching. He's, he, he's dealing with some people who are, who are proud, who are hard-hearted, and who are against him. They're mainly religious leaders and they're not believing him despite all the miracles that he's been performing and the teaching that he's given to them. They were not repenting, they were not soft in their hearts. And Jesus reminds them to learn from two Old Testament people where the people were soft-hearted to God's message and God's messenger. And here it comes in Matthew 12. Verses 41 and 42. The men of Nineveh will rise up at the judgment with this generation and condemn it, for they repented at the preaching of Jonah, and behold, something greater than Jonah is here. The queen of the south will rise up at the judgment with this generation and condemn it, for she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon, and behold, something greater then solomon is here so this old testament queen the queen of sheba respected the king traveled to see the king gave gifts to the king listened to the king was deeply impressed by the king and a uh, uh, wiser than solomon is now on the scene jesus says In fact, the king that all the Old Testament kings have really, in one way or another, for good or for bad, been pointing towards. The servant king, the anointed one, the Messiah has come. Jesus was the greater than Solomon. And that Old Testament Queen loved hearing about Solomon's wisdom. How much more should we like to hear of the wisdom and teaching of the greater than Solomon, the King of Kings, Jesus Christ? And you know, our current queen does in so many ways as well love to hear the teaching of the King of Kings, is soft-hearted towards the greater than Solomon. She demonstrates her faith in Jesus in different ways. And I think we can learn from her. We can learn from her that she recognises that she has an accountability before God. A higher answering. In her Christmas message of the year 2000, this is what she said. For me, the teachings of Christ and my own personal accountability before God provide a framework in which I try to lead my life. I, like so many of you, have drawn great comfort in difficult times from Christ's words and example. Well, if the Queen realises a personal responsibility before God, isn't it good if we do? That we have to give an account to our maker and our judge is that something that you're aware of she also talks about Jesus as a saviour and the importance of forgiveness Uh, here's another clip from her 2011 Christmas broadcast so there is some tinsel and there is a carol but you'll see through it to the message that she's giving
2: history teaches us that we sometimes need saving from ourselves From our recklessness or our greed. God sent into the world a unique person, neither a philosopher nor a general, important though they are, but a saviour with the power to forgive. Forgiveness lies at the heart of the Christian faith. It can heal broken families, it can restore friendships and it can reconcile divided communities. It is in forgiveness that we feel the power of God's love. In the last verse of this beautiful carol, O little town of Bethlehem, there's a prayer. O holy child of Bethlehem, descend to us we pray, Cast out our sin and enter in, be born in us today. It is my prayer that on this Christmas day, we might all find room in our lives for the message of the angels and for the love of God through Christ our Lord. I wish you all
1: a happy Christmas. So the Queen recognises Jesus as a saviour. She talks about uh, the need for forgiveness through him. Good to ask ourselves, do we realise that need ourselves of Jesus as a saviour? Have we found forgiveness that we need through him? Jesus died on the cross to make the way open for people who repent to find forgiveness. Jesus the servant king wore a crown of thorns and suffered so much so that those who trust in him might receive everlasting life. Some good lessons for us in the queen's attitude. To Jesus, I was watching uh, the BBC Friday uh, uh, morning before the uh, watching some of the interviews before the Thanksgiving service, and I was really pleased to see um, uh, the royal biographer um, refer to a, a book. It's the book which I'm going to quote from uh, this morning, and. Uh, he, he was saying really and conveying that uh, by the Queen's standards of privacy, she's pretty private so nobody knows much what she thinks about anything to do with Prime Ministers and politics and so forth, she's very private, he was saying how tremendously open she is about her Christian face. He said that hundreds of books have been written about the Queen and we don't know what she thinks about any of them, except for one book. And he referred to this book, which I was going to quote from anyway. It's called The Servant Queen and the King She Serves. So it's not the book out there. It's one that was uh, produced for her in commemoration of her 90th birthday. And she writes a a foreword, so she gives some indication of what follows. I am touched that the Bible Society, Hope and the London Institute for Contemporary Christianity have published this book to celebrate my 90th birthday. In my first Christmas broadcast in 1952, I asked the people of the Commonwealth and Empire to pray for me as I prepared to dedicate myself to their service at my coronation. I have been and remain very grateful to you for your prayers and to God for his steadfast love. I have indeed seen his faithfulness. So she gives a positive word towards what is written here in this book about her attitude to Jesus. She's remarkably open, considering how private she is, about her attitude to Jesus. And then it carries on, and she quotes in her foreword a poem. You may have heard this poem. It's actually written, perhaps you know this as well, by somebody who lived in Crowborough. Somebody who lived uh, along Gill Road, and uh, she continues in this forward. As I embark on my ninety-first year, I invite you to join in reflecting on the words of a poem quoted by my father, King George VI, in his Christmas Day broadcast in nineteen thirty-nine. That year, this country went to war for the second time in a quarter of a century. Here's the poem. I said to the man who stood at the gate of the year give me a light that I may tread safely into the unknown and he replied, go into the darkness and put your hand into the hand of God that shall be to you better than light and safer than a known way. Well he went on this person who was interviewed To say we may suppose the queen prays, we may suppose that she reads her Bible, he said that the queen's faith is Bible-based. So in a way, we have two queens this morning uh, teaching us a good lesson. We can go through life disregarding God's son, ignoring Jesus, ignoring the Saviour, and it's as if the queen of Sheba, according to those verses, will stand as a, a witness Uh, of condemnation to us that despite being a long distance outsider she was keen to know and find out here and pay respect to King Solomon. And so we should Jesus. And secondly, we have been blessed with a long reigning monarch in the UK who speaks openly of her faith in Jesus She's been an example to us but even more than that she's pointed us to Jesus and I think this platinum Jubilee weekend with all its joy and happiness would be even greater in a personal sense if we haven't before we were pointed to Jesus we started to take interest in him and we came to a point of personal faith in the Saviour, the Son of God and the King of Kings. That really would be a good weekend for us personally. So the Queen meets the King and two things from it. Well, we're going to have a uh, final song now before Mark uh, closes sings. And uh, we've thought of the Queen and the joy that she has given in a good reign. But here again, we're lifted upwards to think of the risen king, King Jesus, and the joy we have in knowing him. Come people of the risen king who delight to bring him praise. Let's sing this song together.
0: See, well, it's been great having you here this morning. Uh, if you have questions or if you want to find out more, you are always welcome here. Every Sunday we meet twice on a Sunday. You're always welcome, uh, but you might also be interested in a course rerun called Hope Explored. Uh, it's actually starting this Tuesday, so if you are interested, it'd be great if you could let us know today. But it's a it's a course where you can. Um, find out where do Christians find their hope and and ask some of the the real questions that you have about Christianity. You don't need to know anything at all. Um, Come and ask any questions you like. You don't need to do any religious things at all. Uh, You don't need to say anything, although you might want to say lots. It's completely up to you. Um, But if you're intrigued, if you want to know more, uh, it's a three-week course starting this Tuesday for the next three weeks. Tuesdays and Martin and Jane are running that. I think there's nine signed up so far um, but it'd be great to have more. Um, So if you're interested uh, speak to Martin and Jane or come and speak to myself and John um, and we're happily uh, either sign you up or chat you a bit more about it so that you can find a bit more. I think there are, um, not that I'm saying this just to get you there, but there are puddings and coffee at the first time so uh, well worth going. I might turn up as well. but, you know, maybe you're a Christian as well, and you'd be interested in going to find a bit more. Then do do uh, go along. Just to remind you as well about these books, they are there. Just another reminder, if you're involved in First Tuesday, you will be getting one of these, so uh, please don't take one today. Um, but anyone else, free to take those, and uh, the children's book uh, as well. We're aiming to be in the hall if you're around for the the picnic, the food's by 12.45, that's quite a while away yet, so plenty of time, but if we can make sure that we're in there by then, that'd be great. And just a reminder for church members that we do have communion at three. There's also, uh, just say, there's also some colouring for the kids as well, so if you've got young kids and they want to do some colouring, there is that in the hall. Well, let us pray at the end of our service and we'll give thanks for the food as well. Heavenly Father we do come in thanks to you again this morning. Lord we thank you for a good royal and we thank you for all that she has done for this country and the commonwealth for many many years and Lord I pray that our hearts would be thankful to you for that and Lord ultimately we thank you uh, Lord for who you are and for what you have done. Lord the king of kings. Lord we thank you uh, that you have made a way for us to know you to be Uh, forgiven and to be reconciled to you and we thank you for that Lord we thank you that as the Queen said Lord there is a a saviour Lord we thank you for that and Lord we thank you for all the good things you give us and now we thank you for this food that you give us Lord I pray that you make us truly grateful thank you for friendship as well and for the joy of being together Lord do bless us keep us safe I pray in Jesus name Amen.